Hey, it's Kevin Peterson. It's Family Matters, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How are you? You safe in Florida? Yeah, it's, you know what? We were we were in the gun sites, and then this morning it shifted and went north. So uh, completely bypassed us. Really? Yeah, that's that kind of happens a lot, to be honest with you. You know, it's uh, it's always like it's gonna go straight into Jacksonville, and we're like, uh huh, sure. You know, I mean, I, I hate to say that I've become definitely a Florida person where it's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> Everyone just got outside and started blowing towards the north. I mean, uh-huh. it just <laughs> like hit land and just went like went up through Tallahassee and get to Georgia, you know. So what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> well, I hope everyone is uh, all right. Instagram. Kevin W. Peterson, Family Coaching, free resources, chronicope.us. Go yep. reach out if you want to be part of the Facebook group, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Kevin just is all over the internet. So uh, anyway, so hopefully uh, everyone made it out safe. If you're in Florida, Georgia, wherever it is, I kind of, uh, once I got out of the, the you know, the, the path or something, I stopped paying attention because it didn't have anything to do with me. So that's kind of how I do things. So you just ran for it. You're like, I'm, you, you're chickened out. And if if you want to grab my attention, just make sure it affects me. Then I'll pay attention. But uh, I understand, man. I understand. <laughs> I totally get it. It's like, you know. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm being brutally honest or something. Ready for the questions. Oh, sure. Why not? Hit me, baby. Oh, it sounds so excited. Yeah. How does an addict choose drugs over everything, Kevin? My husband of 10 years continues to use drugs despite having two young kids and me begging him to stop. It's an ongoing issue. Why, Kevin, do they choose drugs over everything else? Well, okay. It's a great question, and, and, I, and, I, and I have great, uh, massive amounts of empathy for this person, and I feel for them. And here's the, here's the thing. Um, they're not choosing drugs over you. The drugs are choosing them, and the alcohol is choosing them. There's this concept or this idea of people that are not addicts or not alcoholics or not in recovery that the addict or the alcoholic wakes up every morning and says, hmm, do I want to be a respectable member of society, a member of my family, go to work, pay my bills, be a good citizen? Or do I just want to get hammered and blow everybody off and cause all sorts of drama and chaos and crisis? That's not how it works. Every day when I was an alcoholic, when I was drinking and using, I swear to God, I would, I would wake up every day thinking, today I'm going, to, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to get my act together. I'm going to make things happen and I'm going to, I'm going to rock and roll. And, and, uh, and I would probably do really well. And then as soon as I took that first drink or got a little high, bam, the wheels would come off. And it might come off for a couple of days after that. So that's the thing I would sort of want to educate this person and counsel this person and help them understand is that, that he's not choosing the drugs and the alcohol over you. The drugs and the alcohol are choosing him. That's why he needs to get sober, because when he can get sober, then we can deal with it. And, and that's, that's the best answer I can give you. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, I I heard that. Trust me, I get it. I had that. I got that from my family. Like, why do you keep doing? Why do you keep choosing this? I'm like, 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I wish I had a better answer, but I don't know, man. I, I don't, you know, it's not like I wanted to. So, well, it's such a, I mean, when you're in active addiction yourself, like you don't even know the answer to that question. Yeah. Like you want to come up with answers because you get all kinds of questions like why, and you come up with all kinds of different things and reasons, excuses, justifications, whatever. But you don't, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't, I mean, it was like, why, why looking back, why? So it says in a book somewhere that, uh, that I love, we have lost the power of choice. Yeah. Men and women drink because they like the effect produced by alcohol. I like being drunk. I like being high. Uh, and then when I have that first drink, I lose all the semblance of, okay, just one. Yeah. Amen. That's just not how it works. My son has struggled with mental health issues and chooses to use marijuana instead of taking his prescribed medication. He's already been suspended the first week of school due to having a THC vape. Yeah. So, oh man, I get it. I feel I get. I totally understand that. And I, you know, I was I had my my private practice opened in in 2014 in Colorado. Uh, like literally two months after they legalized or three months after they legalized recreational marijuana. And that's what was happening is people were like, oh, I'm not going to take medication. I'm going to get high, you know, and, and or I'm, I'm going to use marijuana to maintain my anxiety or my whatever. And the problem is, <laughs> you know, when you take medication uh, from a, for a psychiatrist or a doctor, right, I mean, unless you're taking like Xanax or something, it doesn't get you high. It, it, it levels off your, your, your chemical stuff, your biological stuff. Marijuana <laughs> gets you high <laughs> and, 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 and keeps you there. And so that, that whole concept doesn't work for me. So what I would say to you is, especially since he's having consequences at school already, it's time to set some boundaries. It's time for you to read Chronic Hope, Parenting the Addicted Child, available on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. And learn how to set boundaries with them and say, you know, unfortunately, that's not going to work. And if we're paying for school, if you're living at home, here are the rules and regulations. If you can't follow them, then we're going to take it to the next level. and We're going to start looking for treatment. That's really the answer. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think there there was a surprise. I think there was a second paragraph as to I think people need to parents, I hope the word is getting out, but these vapes are not just innocent uh, nicotine vapes or anything like that. So, I mean, there are THC vapes, there's all kinds of, you know, and once again, this isn't your grandfather's uh, weed anymore. This is this is highly, highly addictive, highly powerful THC, depending on what you're all getting in there. So. And our friend Matt Brown put in a great comment, it's not pot anymore, it's been modified and cultivated to increase the THC levels far beyond what is natural, don't confuse it for medicine. And that's the God's truth. I actually was just on a, a an educational thing today with our friend Ben Court when he was talking all about this and what the numbers look like. And the marijuana today, I mean, you know, I haven't had anything for 32 years, but I'm telling you the marijuana today is nitroglycerin compared to the light beer I was smoking in 1990, you know. <laughs> By the way, you're gonna love this. Less calories, I'm sure, too. Well, my, my fraternity had a uh, newsletter, and, and one of my buddies tagged me with the line. He's like, Kevin Peterson, living proof, light beer only tastes great. 
There you go. There you go. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was like, oh, dude, you're killing me. That's awesome. <laughs> Tastes great. Less feeling. We love Matt Brown. Oh, Matt Brown's the man. We had dinner with him Monday night. That was awesome. Oh, this is my favorite of the week. Gold Star. Our youth pastor suggested our 16-year-old get on Suboxone and attend Bible study weekly. That was nine months ago, and honestly, things have gotten worse behaviorally. Pastor says he's unable to give updates. It goes on to say, like, mom and dad want kind of updates, like, what are we doing here? And pastor is now kind of putting in the, what I always call the law and order kind of philosophy. What's, what's said here, I want to keep it a safe zone. You understand as a, as a licensed clinician, but it sounds, and I'm, I don't know the whole story. This is always we don't know the whole story but i sure it sure sounds like this pastor's trying to say that you know just he needs more god in him and stuff like that and as it's it i joke but this is also scaring me to high heaven too so this scares the bejesus out of me you know on, on a number of different levels one this is not a licensed clinician this is not someone who's skilled and educated in addiction so, I mean, come on, man. You're way out of your depth here, way out of your league. Totally inappropriate. And let's be clear. Anytime I hear youth pastor, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, that never that story never ends well, all right? And, and, and look, you know, I'm all for church. I think church is great, you know, but... The youth pastor says, "What's say, said here stays here." Oh, man, I don't think so. I, I, I've seen that story on the news. Uh, you know? um, uh, by the way, I had well. I think I think we should keep a scoreboard on the national or whatever, and uh, you know, <laughs> um, I think we should <laughs> keep a scoreboard of number of kids that are assaulted by. Teachers, cops, ministers, people of trust, and people that are assaulted by drag queens. And I think right now it's about 500 to zero. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. Okay, bad. I know I'm going to get kicked off. Well, over. we had a good run on the Family Matters show. I mean, like, abruptly, if we're, late, if we're allowed to come back next week, we were certainly excited, but. Hey, this this does scare me though. Right. Okay. So um, he does not enjoy uh, the clinical privilege. Uh, not so that's that's not okay. Number one, he's not. It's not appropriate for him to be. Uh oh, here comes Matt. He's going to come at me. <laughs> that's, you know, that's not appropriate. And I want to be super duper clear. Um, yeah, it's getting worse because. Uh, oh, so here's the here's the story I'll tell you. When I when I was uh, living in Denver and going to church, I'm Presbyterian and I, I'm a very big fan of my faith. The guy who was the leader of my church, and, and I went to an AA meeting in the church. That's how I found it. He's like, Kevin, it's not my job to keep you sober. I know I can't do that. What's what's so? <laughs> and I he, I don't need you know. I'm trying to get you canceled. Thanks, Matt. I think I, thanks. <laughs> I'm not going to get canceled. That's the right wing that's going to come after me. Not the, the cancel people. Don't right? lay that. Don't lay that gauntlet down. I know. I know. I know. Anyway, 
my my minister said, my pastor said, it's not my job to keep you sober. That's AA's job. My job is to help you expand your spiritual understanding. And I, I agree with that entirely. So that that's where I would go with that, is that it, that's not his job. If he he needs to, he needs he needs professional help with his addiction, especially now, if he's taking the box on. And I this is this is a legitimate question because I don't know. I mean, and I could be way out of bounds here, and it's good for me to to learn some things, but what we're, I think we're, what are we talking? Sixteen-year-old, uh, sixteen-year-old on Suboxone is this? Is this not too? This is too early, isn't it? Well, I mean, if he's if he was using heroin, it wouldn't be too early. But you know, okay. I'm a little concerned. Someone who needs Suboxone to stop using drugs needs to go to treatment, not not yeah. go to Bible study. Bible study is not going to solve that. You know, church is not going to keep you sober. You know, a twelve-step program is going to help you get sober. But church has a place. It, I mean, it's, it's all part of the package. But you know, you, know, I, you don't go to twelve step to to find church. You you go to twelve step to get sober, and then you expand from there. So, I, have I recovered enough? Have I backpedaled enough? Have I... <laughs> well, I think it, I mean it's. I think a lot of people turn to church, which is understandable. I, I have really good friends here that uh, have gotten more active in churches and stuff. They certainly don't use that and. They use a kind of a a Bible study. I don't know what they call it. I think they call yeah. it home group or something where they have kind of a small group. You know, they meet weekly within the church. And but again, they will tell you that's just part of their recovery. It's not their only recovery. It just seems as if this pastor is kind of shutting every other door down. And this is the only way to do it. And again, we could be dead wrong. But this I get really I got really uncertain when the the pastor's like no unfortunately i can't share he's 16 years old and you could have the best motives i'm not saying there's bad motives but like there's there should not be where like i wish i could tell you mom and dad this is where we step in there's previous drug ab abuse so i think that's what led to the suboxone but there's just a lot of exclamation points in this this email for me so yeah, me too. There's just a lot of stuff there that I'm like, no, no, and no, you know, and, and, and that's, and I'll also tell you in 32 years of being engaged in, in 12 step recovery, I, and I'm not making this up, almost every single person I know that said, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go to church um, has ended up drinking again. I, I'm just telling you my experience, you know, and it's not church's fault. Let's be clear. It's yeah. not church's fault. I love church. Church is great. But, yeah. Well, I think we can tie in the previous question. I mean, like we talked about we've lost the power of choice and these we're not choosing to screw up our life on a daily basis. And, you know, in church, I don't think meeting a Bible study, there just seems to be a higher level of something needed. Like sitting down for a weekly Bible study could be good for the soul, but it has nothing to do with the loss of the power of choice. And God, no matter how strong your faith is, there's got to be some other things associated with the Bible study because addiction is legitimate. So, yep, that's unlicensed, <laughs> my unlicensed uh, point of view. So. I agree with your opinion. This is the one I always get. So we use an app to track both our sons, 19 and 17. Lately, the stories aren't lining up with where I know my 17-year-old is going. I think it's I, life 
360 or something. There's all kinds of, you know, I suggested both our sons need to do drug testing weekly, got pushed back. So the 17-year-old, it sounds like, is the one pushing back, is saying basically like, hey, you already tracked me. We're not doing drug tests. I mean, this is kind of sounds like 17-year-old kind of running the show here. Oh, I mean, that's why I was like, hi, this is... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm going to kind of... I want to deconstruct this. Um, we're going to start with the end. The end. You don't need to track them. That's not necessary. You don't need to manage them like that. What you need to do is set boundaries, simple and straight boundaries. No drugs, no alcohol. We're going to do weekly drug testing no matter what. I don't care. Pushback. You're 17. You know, I'm not taking the test. Oh, okay. So you don't want to use the phone, the internet, or the car is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> Let me know when you want those things. The drug test facilities right here. <laughs> got to go to school. Got to go to class. Got to turn in your homework. Got to get good grades. Got to. Oh, you don't want to do those things? Great. The phone, the internet, and the car will be over here waiting for you when you do. And, you know, disruptive of the family? Oh, okay, cool. Knock yourself out. When you want to start behaving like a family member, let me know. And we'll be happy to restore all your privileges. Be the parents. Be parents. And, and the 19-year-old, I don't care that he's over 18. You still have that same you know, level of ability. You don't need to track their phones. What you need to do is start enforcing the boundaries. There are only three categories, drugs and alcohol, school and work, behavior at home. If you start layering that in and start doing it on a regular basis, I guarantee you this stuff will not be a problem. Or, you'll, I mean, if, it, if, they, if they push back or you're finding out that they are actively using drugs and alcohol, then we go to a higher level of care. You know, then we make a move. That's it. I mean, that really is it. It's not about managing. You don't need a drone flying over them just, you know, oh, oh, they're here, they're here, they're here. You don't need that. That's, that's, I always tell the families I work with, you are now officially out of the addict management business. You know why? Because it didn't work you know, you're fired. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's kind of a, an addiction in itself. The families I talked to with this, I mean, it's just in mere mention. Well, two nights ago, I, I saw that he went down to here and then he went over here and then, then yesterday morning, you know, so that just tells me that they're basically glued to where everything is, which in itself was kind of like my mom having every single form of communication under her pillow waiting for me to call. I think the apps weren't around when I was, you know, I probably would have had an app and a tracker on my car, God knows, because my mom thought, but, but anyway, I mean, this is just uh, another level of like, I can only imagine mom or dad or anyone just staring at this. Oh, I know where he, he's at 7-Eleven, you know, it's unhealthy. And then, and then, to, then the dynamic of, trying to catch them in a lie. Oh my God, stop doing that. Just stop. You know, I, I don't care where you are. All I care is that you pass your drug test, you go to school or you go to work and you behave like a, a citizen. You know, I, I don't, oh, you got to get rid of that, that position as the parent of being the gotcha. I gotcha. Oh my God. I mean, I've had managers or bosses like that where I'm like, I got to get out of here. You know, I mean, I don't need to be treated like this. And, and, you know, so all you got to do as the parent is just start saying, here are the rules and then enforce the rules and, and, and make it clear that this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it. So 
do you think that there's a level of kind of and I'm not, I'm going with blanket kind of statements where but in general like nowadays we'll let technology kind of parent and just check up on them instead of just true parenting healthy boundaries healthy communication being authentic it's almost like you're you said gotcha like I think we kind of it hit to my soul that maybe we're in this a got you parenting phase. Yeah, no, I think I think that definitely is a huge reality of this situation where, you know, and and again, you know, like I was, I talked to a set of parents earlier today and I was just like, you know, this isn't I'm not condemning you. It's not your fault. You know, your your kids struggling. So let's figure out let's figure out a way to help them get better. You know, not a way to punish them, you know, and I mean, is it parenting today or is it, I mean, oh, I'm going to get in trouble now. Is it our society today? You know, and, you know, we don't want to help people solve their problems. We want to shame them and punish them and belittle them, you know, and, and it's like, oh, for God's sake, you know, it, let's, let's, let's get the, let's help this guy turn it around and get his act together. Look at, look at you and me and, and our friend, Matt, three total delinquents. I mean, hey, just, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Off the chart knuckleheads, you know, and, and, and we're all, you know, tax paying citizens today. <laughs> There's Matt. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Speak for yourself. Pal. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, Kevin, you're hey, but hey, I did pay taxes the last couple of years. So I, I'll I'll uh, I'll go along with this. But uh, no, it's. Welcome to the world of technology. I think it is society in general. I mean, I think it just leads to life on social media and all that. But I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm not giving Matt Brown any, I, 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 so, I, but, uh, no, it, it's, uh, it's serious. I mean, uh, I think I've always had in the back of my mind, but I, I'll be willing to bet, like, I would say the, 90% if i go back a year or two of all the families that i've dealt with early you know young adult kind of families there always is a tracking portion to it and yeah. i think you're exactly right and when you really get to know this family and i'm not saying right or wrong or different but there is lack of communication there's lack of really Trust. boundaries and everything yeah. and they're going all according to this tracking waiting for them to catch Right. And that's all about a gotcha. You know, I think the idea is really to say, look, you know, do what you want, you know, just but understand that, you know, there's consequences for your actions, you know, and, and it's and when you start treating people, kids, anybody with that level of in, in, integrity and dignity, they respond to it. You know, they're like, oh, oh, OK. So you're not going to, you're not going to chase me down. You're not going to have a drone following me around. You're not going to, no, man, I don't, have, I don't have time for that, but you got to pass your drug test and you got to pass the breathalyzer and you got to go to school and I'm going to check on your grades every week. And we're going to have a family meeting every week. And if you ain't doing this stuff, then we're going to have to talk about what's next. Yeah. Simple and straightforward. I love you. I don't hate you. I'm not out to get you. I'm here to help you, you know, but that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. And one of the best stories was, uh, I don't know if I ever shared this, but, uh, we had, a, I was working or my, this, there's a mom and dad that called me frequently that I have that, 
anyway, I wouldn't call them clients or anything, but they were, they were convinced that their, their son who just got a treatment, uh, was going and scoring drugs at this place. They're like, Jay, he goes there every night. I mean, he's just hanging out. He hangs out there for two, three hours a night. And so finally I was just like, oh, I'm going to run this by. And turns out he was going there for like three weeks straight as he was making his mom a Mother's Day gift, like woodworking. He was going, and you know, and it's, we laugh about it, but this is how quickly, I mean, it's not always a got you. Like there could be legitimate, you know, oh, this guy's going every, he must be getting, you know, this guy was working on a mother's day, wanted to surprise mom. And turns out like, boom, he's, he's getting accused of, of going and scoring God knows what, but uh, yeah, it goes back to authentic communication, boundaries, communication, trust, you know, all the things that we talk about though. Yeah. You just, you know, as a parent, you just want to be able to, you know, instills the, you know, look, I love you, but I'm going to hold you accountable. And that's what love is, you know, as a parent, love is like, you know, look, man, I want to teach you how to solve your problem. I don't, I'm not going to solve your problems for you. That's, that's, you need to learn how to do that yourself, but I'm also going to be here to support you in that process. So, yeah. Well, I would love to say, I'll see you next week. I mean, I, I don't know if we're going to get, you know, asked to leave but uh you know i will say this like i i think i'm clean so i think i'll be welcome back next week we'll see if kevin is if kevin can't make it maybe he's suspended for a couple weeks you know we may bring our friend matt brown and then get completely (laughs) shut down so uh we do this every wednesday we 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 like to have fun and to me humor i wasn't laughing uh, I was, I just went over this with a family. I wasn't laughing at all in addiction. I think creativity and humor are the two strongest things I learned in recovery, and the, they're really strengths. And so we, I'm, we, it's not making fun of. So like we say this every week. I mean, this is legitimate. We we're concerned, but we we also have a little fun. I hope you guys can laugh along with us. But understand what Kevin's saying. It comes down to clear boundaries communication and so forth and trust so yeah yep. that's what it comes down to is this another uh, matt brown okay <laughs> he never behaves so. yeah so we'll whatever. do this again next week it may or may not be kevin peterson we'll find we'll get a stand we'll, we'll find out we'll find I, out but i'll go to back i'll go to court if i have to i got kevin's back no matter what so i will see you kevin bye <laughs>